We are here for the summer of love. Um, this uh, is my turn to, to be able to speak. We've had uh, some great uh, messages on what it is to experience God's love and uh, looking at God's love from different perspectives. So um, just to start off, this uh, we would love for you to connect with us. As uh, Brendan said, we would love for you to connect us online uh, via social and our website so that we can pray for you, that we can get connected, get you connected. Um, we have coming up here as soon as the school year is in full swing and we're, we're rolling, we've got life groups coming up where you can connect, grow, and serve. These are ways that we get to do life alongside each other. Uh, I'm very excited. We're, uh, Annie and I are going to be doing a new um, life group, and there are some other ones that are going to be coming up that are just different. And so I encourage you, go on our app if you have not checked it out. If you need help, with the app, come and find myself or uh, one of the other staff members who are, well, everybody's basically in Florida, so come find me if you need help um, with the app. But um, we want to connect with you, we want to grow with you, and we want to serve alongside you. And that's what our groups are here for. So it is always a privilege when I get to come and speak. But first, we, let's talk about what uh, Pastor Jay Celeste and Pastor Rich have talked about. We started off and we kicked off this series with the power of love, where Pastor Jay um, spoke on 1 Corinthians uh, 13, 1 through 3. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove the mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I gave away all I have, and I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. And then we continued as we learned about the freedom that we have through love, as we celebrated our independence. And uh, once again, we talked about uh, from John 15, where it says, You are my friends. If you do what I command you, no longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. It's pretty amazing that we, as servants of Christ, have more freedom than other people who aren't servants of Christ. Then we continued and we found out that Love is in action. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own ways. It is not irritable or res uh, resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love abides. That was our next week after that. Is that love abides with us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us spirit, his spirit. And we have seen and, seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. And then last week, Pastor Rich talked about everlasting love. How God's love goes on and on forever. For I am sure that neither death, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else, create, uh, nor anything else creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ our Jesus. Well, 
This week, like I said, it's my turn. And, and we are going to talk about restoring love, restorative love. So I've got a question for you. Well, first, let's, let's talk about the scripture here. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That's where we're going to jump off today from Psalm 147.3. Father God, I thank you so much for your scripture. I thank you, Lord, that it doesn't have to be a long scripture to mean something to us. And so, God, as we jump off here, I ask that you would just help us to understand what it is to have you as the one who restores us, who puts us back together, who puts our lives back together. God, help us to go away today knowing that our situations are important to you and that you are here to fix us. You are here to mend us, to make us new. So, God, I just ask that your Holy Spirit would come, that you would open ears, open minds, open hearts, and that you would lead us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. How many of you like gifts? Okay, so now we're going to preach about lying today because we're not going to talk about... How many of you like gifts? There we go. I do too. How many of you like to be surprised with gifts? Me too. How many of you like to be surprised with gifts on a day that you're expecting like Christmas? Huh? Yeah, you're not expected to get a surprise gift on, on Christmas. But I want to tell you a real quick story about one of the strangest gifts I've ever gotten. And it was on a day that I expected to get a gift, but it wasn't a gift I expected to get. You see, we were... Um, Annie was a high school theater teacher, and every year we would invite her, uh, her officers for the club to come over, and we would, I would teach them how to make a meal, um, whatever it was, and we would cook something together, and then we would do, um, we would do a gift exchange and, and all of that. And usually what I would do is take a gift about this big and wrap it in a box this big. Uh, one time I actually put a 50-pound stage weight in the box, it was fantastic. So the guy got a scarf, but he thought it was something massive. It was great. So we're at this, uh, at this Christmas party in 2013, and my secret Santa comes up, and he hands me this bag, but he hands it to me with a frown. He's like, I'm so sorry, and he, <laughs> which is exactly what you want as you get a gift. I'm so sorry. Here you go. That's what he did. And so I, I heard there was some rattling in the package, and I, I opened it up. And it looked, this is not an exact picture, but it looked something like this. It's a broken duck. You see, there's a whole other story that maybe eventually you'll get to hear that involves a duck, which is why this guy was giving me a ceramic or porcelain duck. Um, but... He goes, Angus, I'm so sorry. Like, on the way, I found this gift. I was so excited because I could afford it. And I wrapped it. And I wrapped it myself. This was a, a junior or senior. He goes, I wrapped it myself. And I dropped it. But here you go. <laughs> so I was like, oh, thanks. Broken duck. Awesome. And so I kept it, and I thought, you know, maybe I'll keep it for a couple of weeks, and then I'll toss it, because what do I need with a broken duck? 
right? I mean, I'm constantly gluing my children's toys together. I don't need something else to glue. And so, um, you know, I put it on the counter and kind of went about the day, and we had, a, we had a great day. But later that night, I just, I kept thinking about that duck, and I was like, you know what, it'd be kind of a fun puzzle to put that duck back together. And so I started to. And over the next couple of hours, after everybody was asleep, because I've got nothing absolutely better to do than glue a little porcelain duck together. And so it took me a while. Josh didn't find all the pieces. Not this Josh, a different Josh. He didn't find all the pieces, but I ended up getting it to this. And so I actually kept the duck. And it sits in a prominent place in our kitchen, And you think, why would you have a broken duck? If you look at the next place, you can't necessarily see how many pieces it it is in or was in. But when you do this, you can kind of see these are all the broken pieces that got put back together. See, the reason this duck is still in our house is because as I was putting it back together, God started to talk to me about it. Because when I saw it, I saw a duck that was broken that wasn't worth the time to fix. But as I started to glue the pieces together, I started to connect with this duck. Because God just started to minister to me about all the times that I've been broken. About all those times that I felt shattered. And he hasn't left me alone. See, because our point today is that God loves you. And that you are important enough for him to put back together. So I put this duck back together and it, uh, it sits there. Now, for anybody who notices, they're like, why do you have a duck? And I'll tell them the story or whatever. But... As I was doing that uh, and, and putting it together, and I was telling somebody else about it, I came across this other principle, this other thing that it's, it's actually a Japanese thing. But, um, you know, sometimes we look at our life and we, we, we look around and we just see all the broken pieces, kind of like this. This next one here, guys. See, once you, when you break a dish and there's glass all over the place, you have to kind of stop and collect yourself and go, what am I going to do? The problem is sometimes our lives are much bigger than a, a glass or a plate when it's shattered. And we just look at the pieces and we go, And a lot of times we'll yell, we'll fight, whatever. We don't tend to, or some of us, don't tend to look up. But that's what we're supposed to do. It's because in Psalm 34, verse 18, it says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. See, God loves you even when you're broken. 
we go through lives, and as, as we feel alone, we think that there's nobody, nobody else who can help us. And the reality is, is, in some cases, that's true. God is the only one who can do it. We think about David, who he knew that the baby that was coming from Bathsheba, which was a result of his affair, he knew the baby was going to die. But that didn't help. And so we read here in 2 Samuel 12, 16, where it says, David therefore sought God on behalf of the child, and David fasted and went in and lay right on the ground. And the elders of his house stood beside him to raise him from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. On the seventh day, the child died. See, what's, what's kind of nice about the Bible is that it's full of broken people, like in this story. And I was even thinking about it this morning as I was getting ready. I was just like, Lord, thank you for all those broken people in the Bible. It's because of all those broken people that I know that I have hope. See, because the difference between a Shakespearean tragedy and the Bible is that there's hope. See, because we will all die, just like in a Shakespearean tragedy. We will all die. But we'll also live again. We'll also get to go and, and hang out, have dinner with Jesus. So he loves you too much to leave you broken. He won't leave you where you are. And so this, this, uh, this principle that I was talking about, it's called kintsugi. And I apologize if I mispronounced that. Uh, kintsugi. It means golden repair. And so the next slide here is an example of kintsugi. And what it is is when you drop uh, a dish or, or whatever, what they do is they take the epoxy, they, they take the things that they're going to use to, to put this bowl back together, and they mix it with gold dust. And then they paint it and put it back together so that it's more beautiful than before when you started, when it was new. See, I believe that this is what God does to us. I have to believe that because when you go through the pains in life, there has to be a reason for it, right? And so many of us, that's why we cling to God, is because we know that he's got a reason for it. Otherwise, it's all hopeless. But what he does is, is he puts the broken pieces of our lives together. We end up looking like this. Where even though you can tell there was brokenness, somehow it's a little more beautiful than it was before. And that's what's so neat about this is that when God takes your brokenness, he can absolutely turn it into something beautiful. You see, I didn't have any gold powder or anything like that. I, I actually didn't even know about Kintsugi when I was putting this duck together. 
But see, now it's the imperfections of this duck. It's the fact that it was put back together, the fact that I put it back together that endears this duck to me so that I want to keep it around. Now, I would argue the same thing. Now, God already loves you. He already loves all of us. But as we call on him and as we have him work on us, what that is is it's relationship building. We're getting closer to him. We're allowing him to get his fingerprints on us as he puts us back together. See, when people see you and you look like this or you, you know, they've seen the things that you've gone through. They've seen your life. They know the mess that was there. And so that's why we have to have that relationship with Christ, that relationship with Jesus that draws us closer, that changes us, that puts that gold over the broken pieces. So that when our family members, our friends that we used to know see us, or the people who know that we're currently going through that situation see us, and they see the way you're attacking that situation through prayer with the Lord, allowing him to minister to it. And they'll go, what is this? And when you tell them, that's your testimony. That is the power of your testimony. Is that God can take you a broken mess, fix you up into something that's more beautiful than you could have imagined, and then he sets you out to go tell people about it. It's pretty cool. You see, when he heals us, when he sets us free from sin, Those are miracles in our life. And those miracles are supposed to be, well, those miracles are his billboard. But we have to be the ones who share. And so as we look back at this duck one last time, I'd like you to identify with the duck. It's... Missing a couple pieces. It's a little broken. If you guys could go back just to that duck real quick. It's missing some pieces. It's cracked, but it's still cute, just like all of you. (laughs) I want to pray for you. And I'm going to actually open up the the altar for you guys. So I'm going to ask the worship team if they would come. This is one of those areas that your brokenness, it it can be sin, it could be situational. It could be many different things. But God can fix your situation just like he can fix anybody else's. And he stands ready to do it. All you have to do is ask. Because he loves his kids. He loves to fix things for his kids. He loves to fix his kids. And so the question is, have you embraced Jesus? Because he still loves you, but man, God goes the extra mile for his kids. I know I'm one of them and I've seen him do it. As the worship team plays, I'm going to just open this altar and if there's an area in your life that's broken, 
a relationship that's broken. Maybe it's your relationship with Jesus that's broken. We're going to open this altar and just give you an opportunity to come down and ask the Lord to get involved, to put it back together, to show you a way where there is no way. Because I want you to remember that your Lord, your God, is the one who will bind up your wounds. Father, I thank you so much. I thank you that you do love us in our brokenness. But God, I thank you even more that you don't leave us in our brokenness. And God, today we did walk in with areas of our lives that need to be fixed and put back together. And we know that you're the only one who can do it. So God, I just ask that you would begin that process, that you would move in our lives, that you would put us back together. In Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we know that you can put things back together in an instant, or you can do it over time. But God, whatever it is that you're doing in our situation, I ask that you would make us ready for it. Lord, give us the patience if we have to watch you fix it over time. Lord, we thank you for who you are. Let me read this quick blessing over us before we go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. We love you guys so much here at Cornerstone. And we'll be praying for you as you go through your week. And we look forward to hearing the testimonies as God puts things back together. Have a wonderful and blessed Sunday.